podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 101, recorded Sunday, July 19th. I'm your host David Holloway and with me is a co-host two comma, I didn't put anything in the running sheet. Simon, how should I introduce you? Um, uh, multifaceted, scintillating... Uh, turd, <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that suits. Yeah, so, the only way to polish a turd is to stick it in liquid nitrogen and then take a grinder to it. <laughs> and our, our new layback format's working really well. In that I just realised, I started reading, went, what? I never filled that fit in. Um, excellent. Yes, excellent. So, yeah, welcome to episode 101. As we said uh, in the, the magical episode 100, that we would be starting a new format. And as you will have just heard, even a new theme tune. So I hope you like that. Um, I know I do, but then I'm biased. And I well, think I liked it. Yeah, I thought you liked it as well. So that's good. And hopefully the um, other person that likes it is the third musketeer for this episode, who's Mr. Ben McJanet. How are you, sir? I'm well, thank you, David. How good. are you? Good, good. Now, for those in the know that read the incredibly regularly updated Oceanic Cable <laughs> website, because thank God you've been on there, Ben, because that's been about it for the last few weeks or months. You've um, got to get at least one or two hits a week. So That's you? right. Yeah, it's about that. <laughs> um, ben has been doing some great stuff writing about Destiny. So um, I, inv- I asked him whether he'd put up with us for a podcast, and he's very kindly joined us. So thanks for that, mate. And um, Anytime. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be doing some talking about Destiny and a lot of other stuff Ben's been playing or has played um so i suppose we'll start off as normal with what we've actually been playing so i mean what have you been knocking over in the last well it's been a month now hasn't it yeah yeah it has oh let me see uh well uh xbox one had uh, its games for gold uh, it was uh, assassin's creed 4 black was it Black Flag? Yep. Yeah, Black Flag. Flag. Yeah, it's that's a great game, isn't it? It is a great game. And then mm. I started to play that, and I thought, there's a lot of other Assassin's Creeds that I've, <laughs> I've, I've sort of thought about playing and never quite gotten round to. And you know, so EB Games having their their big sale at the moment, I thought, let's go and see if I can find any of the um, find other, any secondhand copies of the the old games and start oh, from the beginning. And um, and and see at what point Ubisoft really gave up on on the whole um, at what is it As- Asbergo at As- Asbergers Asbergers yeah that's pretty yeah. close yeah the, <laughs> whatever the whole the whole Avatar entertainment thing is because it seems like yeah, the, there was a story there and then they sort of stopped caring yeah I'm a bit of an Assassin's Creed fan and um, the whole meta thing where you're in the Animus thing going back in time with the DNA. It's a pretty cool story, but it, it wore very quickly, I think, with the original uh, run of the games. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I can imagine. But so anyway, I've, uh, I've been – because uh, the, the Xbox 360 has been patched now, so you can, plug, um, you can plug an external hard drive into it. So I've stuck a little two-terabyte two, uh, drive in there, and I've been sticking all, installing all the games on there so they're nice and fast. And um, I've started, played a bit of the Assassin's Creed 3 multiplayer, which is, I think it was, was it 3? Yeah, it was. It, because uh, it's, it's interesting because basically you're, you're wandering around as a character and there's a bunch of other players because it's just a matchmaking. And 
you have to go after one of them. A, a picture, a picture randomly pops up, and you you have to go after one of the other players. But one of the other players is also coming after you. So you've not only got to keep an eye out for for the, your target, but also making sure you don't get stuck in the back with a a blade yourself. I actually found that uh, quite an quite an interesting little twist on multiplayer. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to to digging more into that. But so far, so good. I'll, I'll give you the recommendations then. Okay. Number one, pretty average. Number two is the best. Yeah. And Black Flag is the second best in my opinion. Uh, number three, the story was a bit down-ish, but the gameplay was still pretty good. Okay, and what about Revelations and Brotherhood? Um, Brotherhood I probably enjoyed more than Revelations. Uh, I didn't get that far into Revelations just because there was a few of the mini-games that you had to do and it like a tower defense style oh, game okay. that they had in there and that just turned me off the rest of the game so I didn't bother finishing it. Um, but yeah, I'd say yeah, two and four are probably the best. Haven't touched Unity, but with all the controversy it had last year, I'm guessing the price on that would be pretty cheap now mm. too. Yeah, well, yeah, I've actually picked up a copy of Unity for I think like it was at the time it was the same price as a regular game, but it came with the statue and all of the extra bits. So I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I've, I, it's a, a French flag I can spit at every time I walk past <laughs> it, so that's always nice. Yeah, I've got the uh, Connor statue from Assassin's Creed 3 because I thought that was going to be a great game. But, uh, yeah, I was a bit disappointed in the story. But, hey, the like I said, the gameplay and the hunting mechanics are really cool, which obviously carried on to uh, number four. Ah, uh, well, the the, uh, the, the uh, statue for four is also, uh, also a pretty good one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the whole pirate theme and everything yeah, was great. Yeah. Uh, quite, quite, uh, that was the same thing, EB selling that off cheap for the same yeah. price as the, as the regular box version. So, mm. yeah, sometimes you're lucky. I've also been playing Hatful. Um, now, this is designed by someone who's a relative unknown to the internet. Um, he's uh, an, an expatriate pom living in Brisbane by the name of uh, Ben Yatsi Croshaw. And... That's uh, that's available on iOS and Android, and it's very entertaining. So, if anyone's out there, out there is a fan of zero punctuation, you should definitely have a look on your local app store because it ain't much money, and um, there's more than meets the eye. There's so extremely briefly. What, what's the gameplay? What, what are we looking at with Hatfall? Um, it's a it's a hat collecting simulator. Or <laughs> uh, basically, you you are you are a little guy. Yeah, like uh, if you have you ever watched any zero punctuation? No, no, <laughs> not really. I see. Sadly, I S- thought S- when S- you said zero punctuation was because the words hat and four were all one word. Well, it's because he speaks so quickly. Ah, oh, okay. Um, I okay. I was I was downplaying that as a gag. I just assume everybody <laughs> is familiar with zero punctuation. All right, that's your that's your mission. Anyone who doesn't know about this. You need to go to the escapist or just uh, do a search for zero punctuation. Oh, no, no, I have. Yeah, I know. The British guy talks really fast. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I am with you now. Ah, okay. Good. That, all right. Uh, it's, it's one of the, the – his take on World of Warcraft is one of my favourite videos ever. It's great. Yes, he's a pretty good take on Destiny as well. But we won't talk about that. But it, it's worth having a look at the uh, having a look at the game. It's it's fun, and there's there's uh, there's let's play videos duh, that you can have a look at as well. Uh, also, been playing a bit of Swotor, making the most of the the twelve times XP. 
um, making making the most of the the old game before the new game experience or whatever we're calling it comes out. But we can talk about that later. Mm. And Train Simulator 2015. See, that does appeal. I've got to admit, I, that's a temptation. Train Simulator. I, I'm horrified. I am horrified at how appealing that game has turned out to be. Uh, I'm not very good at it. I, I did learn how to decouple um, the the engine from the passenger carriages. <laughs> well, I say learned. Um, it, it was more when I arrived at, at the first station without any passengers that I, I realised <laughs> I pushed the wrong button. Uh, I've only derailed a couple of times, so so that's okay. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of lo- we've got a lot to learn, um, but it's uh, it's an interesting journey for me, not for the people I'm actually <laughs> conveying, though. And I, be- I believe in between playing all that, you've also been um, representing this esteemed team on other podcasts. Uh, yes, one I can't mention just yet. Um, but uh, one I will absolutely mention is uh, the Galactic Gamers Coalition. And uh, that was episode seven. So I was on there with uh, Fred and Page from Beyond the Stars, Chill from Utini Cast, and the uh, inimitable Swotor Miner, um, who also tragically announced he's going to be sort of uh, pulling back from the, the podcasting and, and web presence. I'm not sure why. Maybe the, maybe the NSA has finally gotten on to him. Who can tell? But uh, he'll be missed. He's always fun. Or he's, he's caught wind that we're sort of withdrawing a little bit from dedicated sway talk coverage and realise there's no point anymore. Uh, you think we, we might be the, the last leak before the dike fails? Yeah, that's right. Absolute catalyst of destruction, David. That's well right. done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Catalyst of destruction. There you go, Ben. You've named the episode 101. Good job. Uh, sorry, Simon. Beat you to the punch. <laughs> oh, no. I'm glad to completely abdicate that responsibility. Thank <laughs> you very much. Excellent. Oh, I suppose, uh, Ben, tell us about what you've been playing. Um, pretty much the last month, let's say, uh, it's all been Batman. Um, uh, if anyone's been paying any attention to the big console gaming news, it's been... Arkham Knight uh, has been getting rave reviews. Uh, everyone complains about the same things in the game. Um, I'll try not to spoil anything story-wise or anything like that, but um, the later half of the story I wasn't too impressed with. But And the tank combat is the other thing everyone seems to whinge about as well. Um, it's just And rightfully so. It's not very Batman-like being in a tank. Um, no. You know, you, you read a Batman comic or watch a animated episode or watch any of the movies, I suppose, besides uh, Christopher Nolan's, you know, he, Batman doesn't really have a tank. He's always had the car, but the tank just doesn't feel right. And the combat, while it is fun, um, it's oversaturated towards the end of the game and it it just takes away from that Batman experience, unfortunately. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, and the other thing with that new with the news on um, Arkham Knight is, you know, the whole PC dramas it's had as well, which has always has been something interesting to follow. Um, although I think it was only yesterday or maybe the day before it was announced that they're targeting for a PC patch in August, so maybe PC gamers will be able to play it sooner rather than later. Hmm. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's been sitting there on my PS4 PlayStation Store screen you know, begging me to buy it and I've been tempted, but I think I might hold off. 
if you do go to the store and buy a physical copy, you'll save yourself about 20 bucks. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you're definitely better off with either of the console versions. The, the mm. it, It's funny, really. Because, well, I think it's funny because I own a, now I own a copy of uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, but it, it's nice to see a game that's had a way worse launch than Unity did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, you don't get too many of those, and when they come around, they they make a big splash. That's for sure. Oh, such a cock up! Yeah, I I couldn't believe some of the videos you see online. They're they're um, painful to watch. So pre- um, so pretty much wall to wall Arkham Knight. Fair enough. Um, oh yeah, mostly Arkham Knight. I've jumped into Destiny really quickly just to see the whole Triumph thing that they released for Bungie Day, hoping to get something a little bit more. Um, other than that, just bought. Uh, not bought, uh, downloaded all the free games for PS Plus and Xbox Games with Gold, and, yeah, I'll try them out probably in the next week or so, I guess. Oh, and speaking of which, I was gobsmacked, and I'm totally um, blanking out on the name, but the driving one is the free one this month. Uh, Rocket League? No, Drive Club or whatever, the one that was actually one oh. of their launch titles. Oh, Drive Club's finally out. I, have, I completely missed that. That yeah. was um, when they re- – don't know if you're across the news for Drive Club, but when they released that – the uh, game last, I want to say it was November last year, but it might have been October. Um, it was played with online dramas, yeah. and there was going to be a free PS Plus copy released at the time, oh. which I was looking at getting just to try it out, see if it was worth purchasing the game. Because um, you weren't going to get the full game, but you got majority of the game with the PS Plus edition. And they held off on releasing the PS Plus just because the online component was so dreadful um, it literally was an embarrassment for Sony because it was a first-party developed game. Yeah. Um, and oh, I, I'll try and find you the news on it, but yeah, it was um, yeah, quite an embarrassing uh, step into the world of racing for um, PlayStation on the latest generation of consoles. Yeah, I have to have a look whether it is the full game. It appears to be from what I read in the description. It was 15 gig of content to download, so I'm assuming it is, but I don't know for a fact. Um, Could pretty- be. I don't think you'll find it's the full version. I'd, it I'd, probably isn't, yeah. I pretty much guarantee there's an upgrade button somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, pay to win button. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I thought it was worth a go, so, you know, it's just a bit well, of It's worth adding to your queue just so it's yeah. there in the library. Yeah. I, I downloaded well, it, played the first race and thought, yeah, this probably would have been kind of interesting almost a year ago. Mm. But I'm, I, I've, I've discovered uh, Forza since and I'm... I'm quite happy with that. Thanks. Sorry. Missed yeah. The, missed yeah the... per- personally, I'm a Forza fan as well. It's a lot easier just to get into just for a casual racer. If you Hey, if you're a hardcore racer, you'll find the hardcore racing game out there for you, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, mine's pretty much a shopping list of what I always say. I'm playing a lot of Mario Kart still. Simon, you, you haven't got Mario Kart yet for your, your Wii, have, Wii U, have you? I'm waiting for a second-hand or a trade-in version to appear at my yeah. local EB. Mm. That's not going to happen anytime soon, so I might have to just... Actually, I don't even think they've got new copies in there. It's a popular game. It is, yeah. It's a great game, that one. So um, I've yeah. managed to... I, I'm just going through that trying to... So I've completed the... Uh, I completed all the 50, uh, 100 and 150cc cups for all the original content and then just completed them for the expansion content and the mirror track, so I'm pleased with that, and I'm just starting on the 200cc that they've added. 200cc, though, for a lot of those tracks is too fast, 
as far oh, as yeah. yeah. So I, I'm really struggling with that. It, it requires a lot more easing off the throttle, and which I just don't like. But you actually have to brake. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Um, but yeah, loving that, and I, I just love the online stuff for that. So yeah, Murray Kart, a lot of wow. Still enjoying the the expansion that's just hit in the last few weeks, where your garrison now has a shipyard, and you can send your ships out on battles and all that sort of stuff. So that's cool. Um, Hearthstone and still plugging my way through Wolfenstein, the new order. So I'm just about to steal a train in Berlin. So I think I'm about two-thirds of the way through the story um, and enjoying the hell out of that still. So that's me. So, And I was about to say, so let's launch into Republic News, but we don't do that anymore. Let's just talk about the next thing, which is uh, Neverwinter and... Before the show, we had a chat, and I think it's safe to say Simon and I have never played Neverwinter. I understand its, what would you call it, its position in the canon of games being linked to Dungeons and Dragons. But Ben, I believe you've played Neverwinter and got a character up to a half decent level. Yeah, um, we're talking a little while ago now, back when the game originally launched. Um, Because it is a free to play game, I encourage everyone to go out there and at least try it. and it's an action MMORPG is probably the best way you could describe it. Um, if you've played Elder Scrolls Online, the combat's fairly similar. Um, I played a thief that, if I recall, there was a lot of very twitchy um, response on the uh, combat controls for the abilities and things like that. Um, but, yeah, the game's coming out now on PS4 as well as it's already on Xbox in the US, isn't it? Yeah, so it's on it's yeah. on um, yeah, Xbox One and obviously PC, mm. uh, and it's still only cited on the site I'm looking at as a rumor. I don't know whether it's actually been confirmed. Maybe it has since the rumor came out, but I can hear someone typing. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll definitely give it a go on PS4 if it becomes available because I feel like I should, out of respect to its pedigree. Whereas I haven't touched Elder Scrolls Online. Well. That that plays very well. Yeah, I should. I mean, I played the beta on on PC or Mac, and quite enjoyed what I did with it. But yeah, I don't know. I just it's never caught my attention again. Yeah, it's it's obviously a, a consoleized version. I mean, it was when it was on the mm. PC, much the same way that uh, DC or Universe Online was. But uh, for for a certain type of player, you don't want sixteen bars and to, to, with. Yeah. With the rotations to memorize. No. Yeah, and that's what Neverwinter and Esso, in my opinion, is anyway. Um, you know, both of them seem to really uh, play to that controller-style format where you only need five or six abilities. Yeah. Um, and Neverwinter plays a lot like that. Um, you okay. have five or six key abilities and you have a super ability and charge it up and off you go and have a bit of fun. Um I remember with Neverwinter, the most fun I had was just running around with a couple of people and doing silly things in towns. And I think there was a Halloween event that came out around the same time. And yeah, there was yeah, it's just a lot of fun just running around towns and uh, beating each other up. That's as fun as anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it, hey. <laughs> Friday night in the country. Yeah. <laughs> now, as a country boy, I resemble that remark. Uh, although it's a guy hiding. Um, so the Neverwinter, yeah, that's that's good news, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, just slightly off gaming but totally relevant to what we all talk about is obviously with um, San Diego Comic Con uh, about a week ago wrapping up, 
lots of st- uh, interesting stuff came out of there. Not so much gaming. I'm just trying to think. Were there any? There weren't any big game announcements. So there probably was the odd thing, but all your big companies don't tend to use STCC as their main platform. No, because you've, you've got E3 and then you've got That's ga- right. in uh, in Cologne not long after. So yeah, Comic Con doesn't really come no. into the equation. But the exciting thing was obviously the the, the show reel that uh, the Star Wars guys put out for Comic Con, and this one, I'm just trying to think. Simon, was it you said on Twitter you might have had a tear in your eye again, or someone uh, mightn't have been you? Sorry, no, I was I was horribly disappointed by it. Well, I, I did. I didn't go near getting a tear in my eye like I did with the the first trailer. I enjoyed the hell out of it because it really shows that they are making it essentially like the the original three movies. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit bitsy-piecey. I'm completely lying. I, I love the whole oh, thing. See, <laughs> I jump on your bandwagon, I back you to the hilt, and that's what you do to me. That's not what we're supposed to do. Yeah, I know. I, no, I did, I, no, I'll stick with what I said, though. It was a bit bitsy-piecey, but I did enjoy what I saw. I loved seeing the old approach. And Im- imagine getting on that bloody Millennium Falcon and, like, getting in some of those bits of gear. Oh, I feel sorry for Simon Pegg. Did you see his um, oh, yeah. costume he had to wear? Yeah, and he wasn't caring. He was having a ball. Yeah, oh, it'd be a dream come true for any Star Wars fan, I'm sure. And I want to say, you're a prick. The only reason you're there is you've used your clout and good on you for doing so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Well, and the fact that he's worked with JJ on, on the Star Wars. That's right. That's right, yeah. Why not? Yeah, God, yeah, I'd be doing the same. I would most certainly be doing the same. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, it, look, it was really good. Mark Hamill's looking a bit worse for wear. Um, he is, but at least it's uh, it's appropriate to the timing of the movie. Yeah, no, that's right. And so. and at least we know he's not going to suddenly age a decade um, between between episodes. No, <laughs> uh, like right. like some characters do. Yeah, did. So, no, it looked it looked just brilliant. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and the, the interviews they did, the panels, uh, if you get a chance, anyone out there gets a chance, if you haven't already, uh, go and have a look at the the, um, the Hamill and uh, the, I can never remember how to pronounce his surname, Ian McDiarmid or whatever, yeah. Yes, uh, the, the Palpatine guy. Um, yeah, both both uh, well worth watching, very humorous. Good. I must, yeah, I haven't watched them yet, but I must check them out. Because uh, how many months is it? To, I, I, some people know the days, but it's it's not that far off. It would be what five months? Yeah, five is months. D- November or December it comes out. Uh, is it late November? I can't remember. Well, I should know that anyway. It'll come. Um, yes. I, I don't know which I'm more excited about that or the Snoopy movie, but I think I've said that before. It is Star Wars, but Snoopy's a close second. I love dead air. Right. Just uh, <laughs> um, speaking it's of Star Wars, appropriate response to that. <laughs> oh no, let it hang. Oh, just the Peanuts movie is going to be great. The uh, speaking of Star Wars, I know we said we wouldn't be covering a huge amount of Swotor, but given that there's an expansion coming up pretty bloody soon, what's the date, Simon? I've forgotten. It's really soon, isn't it? Uh, oh, jeez, now you ask me the date. It's, it's early it's, August, it's, isn't it? It's October, I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. All right. So it's sometime this year. Look, people, people stopped coming to us for news yeah, I know. a long time ago. I don't think anyone's going to expect us to actually. And speaking of which, uh, some of our most dedicated listeners, I do want to thank you for all your lovely and kind feedback on episode 100. Uh, episode 100 was greatly appreciated. Uh, I forgot to say that at the top of the show. So, yeah, Knights of the Fallen Empire looks to bring story back, which is no surprise. We've already talked about that. But it's starting to get a bit of attention. Yeah, it is. Um and not all of it terribly positive. I think it's it's we've seen this we've played we've had this dance before with Bioware mm-hmm. releasing information but not enough of it and then everybody in the community just basically going nuts making making stuff up to fill in the gaps. We we've yeah. we've done it's, it's <laughs> they've made this mistake before they're making it again. So granted they just want to probably were told they have to tease things out by EA for, yeah. you know, just to get the ball rolling. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they released this great CG trailer, which is three and a half, four minutes long. Mm, and great. it's beautiful trailer. Yeah, it and a great little story in the trailer itself. And then that was pretty much the most information I got out of the whole E3 announcement. I, I was like, okay, so is there a level increase? What's, what's actually happening? What are they giving us? There's obviously some sort of story elements going on here but can you tell me some more so make me want to come back and play it some more um, tell me something you know yeah. that's yeah. you know and that's just their bad messaging i think from bioware i guess and ea because there is a level cap increase or am i going mad no it's it's going up from uh, to 65 that's right mm. um everyone's been frozen in and sorry folks if you you already know this but uh, for those of you that don't uh you you wake up after being frozen in carbonite for five years and you woke up, wake up to a galaxy where a new third faction, because once again the threat comes from a third faction, like it has in every other expansion. An MMO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, and you are the outsider. And basically, it's 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 pretty much a whole new game. Uh, from what anyone's been able to tell, it's all going to be very heavily instant solo instances. So there will undoubtedly be areas where you can do things with other players, but for the most part, everything is going to be done through solo instances. Woo-hoo. So, so your decisions. Uh, for what it's worth, will actually mean something, and you'll have some consistency. Whereas, obviously, if you if you go through in like you can do in some of the uh, the older parts of the game, uh, and you've you just basically basically got that um, roll of the of the dice to see whose whose uh, speech uh, option gets selected, and yeah. all of it. That that looks like it's being pretty much pulled away from in this, and that's kind of the way Revan went. But uh, I was trying to have a look online. And there's a, a outfit called Shack News. So shacknews.com um, apparently had a bit of a, a crack at playing the game or playing the first part. Oh, of- E3, yeah. Yeah. And so the, the trailer obviously gives you a little bit of information. And uh, as everyone knows, or most people probably know, you don't have to start, uh, have a, a level 60 character. You can start a new level 60 character. 
uh, like a, a, so a death knight, basically. And uh, let's see, story, do, do, wait, I'm just trying to find it here. So, so you watch the trailer, and then after the trailer, um, the story begins with you being woken up by Lana Bonico on a space station somewhere. Uh, enemy forces, enemy forces on the space station quickly get wind of what's happening, and sky troopers uh, try and round everyone up so that, that's so basically if, if, as soon as you wake up so you get the trailer you get woken up by lana and then the first thing is to escape this space station wherever it is where you're being held by whoever and uh, get on a ship and get the get the heck out of dodge so that's that's the setup no any more than that we we don't know but that's obviously all going to be a, a solo instance yeah. so a lot of people. So is that a triggered event? Say you turn level sixty, and then it you can go start a quest, which triggers that event where you get frozen in carbonite and yeah, well, that launches be, the trailer. We we don't know at this point. Um, mm. I mean, with uh, with Maceb, it was a case of you actually had to fly to the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shadow of Revan, there was a a console appeared on your ship, if I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah. Which which kicked things off. Uh, but as far as this goes, so you're going to end up with outer spaceship. Um, what abilities you have, I I don't know. But that's probably going to be pared back. So really, you're going to be end up being in a in a, a locked off area of the game where you you get guided along. You're not going to have your ship, so you won't be able to go to all of the other planets uh, that you've already got access to. So basically your character for the duration of, of a good chunk of this, you're going to be locked off from the game you already know. Until you've got past that, yeah. Until you've got past that or got out of it. Now, when when you have an opportunity to get back to any of the other worlds that you've... The, the, the versions of the worlds that you already know, as opposed to new versions of those worlds, because some of those worlds you will actually be going to within the new episodic storyline. But whereabouts in the initial nine uh, chapters, uh, it, each of those sounds like it's going to be about an hour. There'll be an hour of um, playtime each. Uh, uh, but we, we don't know how many episodes there's going to be in this and at what point the, the galaxy is going to open up and it's going to become a bit more open world and a bit more MMO. We do know that there's no new, um, no new raids or operations, although they are... Uh, gearing up some of the older ones for the the new level cap, but that's that's really ticked off an awful lot of people. Uh, the raiding community is feeling uh, pretty pissed off at this point. Because will you only have the option to do the new one? The way, yeah, because I can understand that if you're halfway through a huge progression and suddenly the bar's been raised hugely. Yeah, it's so. It's it's kind of difficult to know exactly where this is going. I'm I'm intrigued by by what's being suggested. I mean, they they are, they are talking about this sort of being like a Kotor three, which is definitely something that some parts of the community have been asking for. But I I don't know what metric they've got that indicates that that's what a majority of people are, are interested in, or whether they just think, hey, Telltale uh, are making this this whole. Yeah episode thing work um it could also just be the vocal minority 
It, it could be, but that's, yeah. that's also let's also face it. Um, this is, it's kind of like a, a mirror version of Destiny in some ways. Mm. In, uh, instead of instead of operations and raids, um, you're getting story. Whereas in Destiny, you get operations and raids and no story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's that's all. The, they're going to be doing it. Uh, Bioware's going to be doing it through subscription, and Destiny does it by massively overpriced expansions. So oh, yeah. yeah, so but it does seem to be. It seems to be a trend, and I, I'm wondering if it's almost like we've got another game stuck onto the the arse end of or the or the front end, whatever uh, of this one. I'm and I can't quite see how the two are going to play together, and that's really what Bioware I think need to address is how this is going to work, or whether they don't really care so much about losing they've already just decided that they're going to yeah we're, we're going to lose some of the the older players but we're going to get a whole crap ton of new players in and, and maybe that's the offset maybe that's the the price they're they're willing to pay optimistic forecast but yeah well do you think they're hoping that it'll get some of the uh I'm trying to think of the right word here but they'll get a whole bunch of people come in when the new force awakens movie comes out oh definitely it's definitely mm. geared to, to that Without yeah. a doubt. and maybe they think, well, an MMO is not going to be what the the casual um, or people who aren't already playing the game are going to be mm. interested in, or the people that have walked away from the game aren't interested in what we're currently offering. So here's our opportunity to basically uh, re-engineer and recreate the game from this point forward. They need the girl from the um, old El Paso taco commercial. Can't we have both? Yeah, because. Mm. Um, from an MMO player point of view, I kind of still want to have my group operations and raids um, as well, well as the story. They're, they're yeah. still there. They're just going to be yeah. kind of similar to, or, you know, I mean, retool, retooling mm. these things for a new level cap and adding uh, adding some new mechanics, that's not a small matter by any means, but it, yeah. it's not the same as new material. And that's what most of the, most of the uh, raiding community have played these things to death. Yeah. Mm. And just a, a bit of a retooling of the of the of the mechanics. I don't know that's going. It's, well, obviously, it's not enough to hold at least a, a chunk of them. No. So well, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, it might convince me to come back and play it again. I mean, I haven't played since Galactic Starfighter, and every now and then I look at what's going on, and they've got their whole retooling of talents and everything, and that's a little intimidating to me. Um, and I'm someone that had completed majority of the raids up to towards the end of McKeb and all that sort of thing. Um, and just seeing all those, the whole complete reworking of talents, it's just, uh, uh, that's a bit intimidating. So maybe it will, you know, um, get people over that bump of coming back with the trying to play catch-up and so forth. Yeah, well, or you just start playing the game at 60. At 60 already, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and don't worry about the game that was before and just play the mm. game that is is now and forever forthcoming mm. episodes. Certainly oh, interesting it, times. Yeah, it'll make an interesting experiment. So yeah. See what happens with it. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Speaking of old MMOs, uh, Blizzard uh, have announced Australians, Australians and New Zealanders get their first crack um, at a Blizzard Arena championship. So um, I just thought it was worth mentioning in passing. Um, you can sign up for the first ever Australia New Zealand 3v3 Arena Championship qualifier. So uh, there'll be an Oceanic 
uh, team that will end up being selected to join six North American teams and one Latin American team to fight for three spots in the 2015 Arena World Championship, culminating at BlizzCon this year, along with a chance to win a share of a quarter of a million at BlizzCon. So, uh, Saturday, July 18, that was last Saturday. Ha! That's already been. <laughs> Excellent, go me. <laughs> So don't sign up because it was yesterday. Oh, Do you know not... the results? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. I'm just basing it on a Blizzard post. Why? They only put that up though. Oh, probably. Nah, anyway, I'll shut up now. <laughs> I thought it was newsworthy, but I got my dates mixed up. It's later in the month than what I realised. Oh yeah, it's. Uh... Uh, and thank you, David, for the news retrospective. Yeah, that's right. But it is good to know that at least Australia and New Zealand are getting a bit of a guernsey with Latin America and North America. It's interesting. There's no European team, but we get a guernsey. So someone either at Australia and New Zealand is really advocating for us down here at Blizzard End or we've just got some shit-hot teams. I'm not sure which. Um, they they did have an um, Australian community manager. Yeah, they Point, didn't they? Yeah, I, I um, assume they still do. Yeah, I think he's still around. I, I've talked to him at odd times uh, for articles. Yeah, I, I think they do, but I'm, I'm sure Europe does as well. But you know, um, the other interesting thing, just in WoW, besides all the new content, is that they're, they're I like the time walking dungeon stuff now. So you can now go back. You can queue auto queue for old dungeons. So for at the moment, they're having a Wrath of the Lich King retrospective, and what it does is it. Um, downgrades all your stats to what they were at the time those dungeons were out. So they're just as hard as they were when you first did them. Um, and it's quite... Oh, idea. Yeah, it's quite good. In some respects, there are others that, you know, oh, God, I've done... I did the Nexus 58 times when it was out. I have no desire to thrash my way through this and not do it easily. But there's some nice sentimentality with it as well. Oh, here we go. I've just found uh, the ANZ Arena Team Championships was between Team EPL and Bang Bang. Bang Bang. And, yeah, and Arena Team Bang Bang uh, wins the trip to the North American Regionals in California later this year. I just based on the name, they should be. I don't care if they're any good. Oh, go Bang Bang. Go Bang Bang. <laughs> See, I won't forget that, but no, that's good. See? You're our newsman. I, I would have looked it up, but on my 1.5 megabit internet connection, it would have brought down the podcast. <laughs> um, oh, that, that, that reminds me. I um, I, need, I have a confession to make. I was the uh, person that uh, wrote the oh, thing yes. about David's slow internet. <laughs> yeah, so I mentioned last episode that one of the survey things was one of the things that needed to improve was David's internet. Or, uh, or one of the things you didn't like about the podcast was my internet. So, yes, that was funny. And I'm still sitting on 1.5 megabits and annoyed about it. But NBN's close. Now, in other sad, sad stories besides my internet, this is a true one, and that's uh, Nintendo CEO Satoru Iwata. Uh, yeah, he's dead at a, at a very, well, I'd argue, relatively young age of 55. So, Simon, tell us more about that. I actually... Um, did they actually disclose cause? Oh, it was bile duct cancer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah they, they treated him um, some time ago. I think it was about six, eight months ago. Mm. Uh, but it's it's notoriously difficult to treat, and he he was fully well aware of that, and that explains why the uh, the, the Muppet versions of uh, 
uh, the, the three of them appeared for the uh, the digital event at uh, this time for E3 because uh, he's oh, clearly course, just yeah. wasn't quite up to it. But he's, uh, I mean, he's he'd been with the company for God, how long now? Oh, it well, says he, he joined with in 2000. Powell. Yeah, it said he joined in 2000 as head of corporate planning, but he could have been with, and then became the president in 2002. Well, he actually started back in the 80s with How Laboratories. Yeah. Because um, he, you know, he, he was one, of the, one of the programmers. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he, he programmed games like uh, Balloon Fight and uh, NES Open Tournament Golf. Huh. Um, yeah, we're talking for old Nintendo Entertainment System stuff here. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's had a big part to play in Kirby games. Okay. Yeah, Kirby, yeah. Um, I think he became president of HAL in 92, I think I read. Uh, he was part of the creation of Kirby. Uh, development um, programming of three of the smash hit Pokemon games. I know yeah, Black and I, White was definitely one of the most, I seem to recall. I think one of his biggest hits on the Nintendo 64 was Super Mario Brothers Smash, which obviously has gone on to become quite a phenomenon amongst um, Nintendo fans. Um, and I think he was named president of Nintendo. Was that in 2000 or 2001? 2002 as president and joined in 2000 yeah. as head of corporate, yeah. And he was the first member or first president of Nintendo that wasn't part of the Yamauchi family as well, um, which if you know Japanese culture at all, um, generally those big companies and everything they try and keep all the heads of the company within the same family and i think that was yeah he was the first man really to uh lead nintendo that wasn't part of the family um so mm. quite an accomplishment to step up and you know you know take on that role absolutely um, usually it's an inherited <laughs> yeah um yeah he was pretty impressive man and to die at 55 is just quite tragic really especially with all he's done in yeah. you know the gaming community no absolutely um, especially considering that the the i mean it's it's not um it's not doing miraculously well at the moment but mm. wii u sales are are actually starting to pick up a bit and i haven't met anyone that's actually bought a wii u that's been unhappy with the purchase that's i think right it's the little yeah. console that surprises people, and um, it's, I feel kind of bad that that's probably not something that he would have realised. He probably saw it as a failure. Yeah, time he passed. But I think there's a lot of people out there who would tell him that it's it's not been a failure. No, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think it was their marketing people over promoted the integration between the gamepad and what you're looking at on the TV, whereas I'm mm. yet to see a game where I really give a rat's ass about what's going on on the gamepad that all I'm really looking at 95% of the time is the TV, and that's fine by me. I think they over-promote. I know it's sold the hell out of me. It's like, oh, that is amazing, some of the things are going to be do, but most games you just don't use it. Yeah, some games that have optimised it, and we're off on a tangent here, but that's the new the new format as mm. I understand it. Um, games like Zombie U, that was one of the few games that, used it well because that's where you had your inventory on the gamepad. Yeah, true. Yep. Uh, Zelda, uh, what was it, Wind Waker 
remake yeah, or well, HD release. Yeah, it does a bit of that as well. It yeah. does it as well. Yeah. Oh, um, well, yeah, that's kind of good. The, the clever thing about Zombie U, though, even though it, there was there were some issues with the the game itself, uh, was that you you didn't when you go into your inventory because the inventory is always there. The game doesn't pause, so you kind of anytime you want to do something in your inventory, you have to keep sort of glancing nervously down to have a look at, at whatever you're trying to find while keep looking up at the television to make sure that you're not about to get ganked. Yeah, yeah. Which I suppose would be like, that's a bit more like real life if you're running around. Yeah, it is, rather than um, sort of having a, an inventory screen fill up the, the whole, your whole field of view or whatever. It's, uh, it's just a bit more dynamic and adds a, another level of tension to a horror game. And while we're talking tangents, yeah. zombies makes me think of Walking Dead, makes me think of Robert Kirkman. I'm a big fan of the WTF podcast now for the interviews Mark Maron does. And um, this past week he interviewed Robert Kirkman. And it's worth a listen. Just genuinely nice guy talking about how he grew up and got to do The Walking Dead. And, yeah, just seems to be a very balanced dude given the amount of fame and attention he has on him now. Give it a listen. But but the good news is um, Iwata Sam will not be coming back as a zombie. Who no. won't? <laughs> won't be coming back as a zombie. No. <laughs> yeah. Very true. No. But, yeah, he's he's been pretty influential over the last, say, 10 to 15 years. You know, you look at his role in Nintendo. He's overseen the GameCube, which didn't do too well. The DS, which did very well and still does very well now with its 3D version that they've released, even though the 3D didn't really take off too much. And the Wii, the original Wii, not the Wii U. Um, the Wii's, I don't know if it eclipsed the PlayStation 2, but it's up there as one of the highest-selling consoles of all time. I don't, um, I don't think yeah, anything so, eclipsed the PlayStation 2, but, yeah, the Wii, the original Wii did spectacular hmm. for hardware sales. It just didn't really come up to the same level with the software sales. No. Yeah, and, you know, and that's the thing with the Wii U. If they had those killer apps that the we had hey it'd probably be up there as well mm. it's get yeah it's I, I think it's starting to get those um apps but it's a little bit late in its life cycle i think to pull it out of the water but well they've announced the nintendo nx is the code name i believe um and they're looking at releasing that next year which is to replace the wii u so we might not even see the new zelda game on the wii u um there hasn't been any confirmation to confirm or deny that as far as i'm aware but as long as we see the new star fox on the wii u that's all i all i care see (laughs) it's left me totally cold because i loved it on the snes i had it i had it on that i've looked at the trailer and it's left me totally cold and i don't know why it's because it hasn't got that 3d effects chip anymore (laughs) I, well, it just—I don't know. Yeah, it looked just more of the same with nothing, no real hook in it that I could see. It just looked like a shoot 'em up game with average-looking graphics. Don't know. Yeah. I'd be interested if you, are you. I assume you're going to get it, Simon. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it I, after you've got it. I, I believe yes, just so I can swear at Slippy. <laughs> yeah, good old Slippy. Do a barrel roll. Fuck you, Slippy. I can't believe I... I think I gave away my Super Nintendo. Anyway. Oh, God. I have to admit, I have been looking on uh, on eBay sales because I've I kind of... I've gotten to the point where I kind of would like to have some of the old console hardware. Yeah. I don't even know if I care if it works or not. I just... I'd like to have a few of them just sitting on the, on the shelf. Well, in the last yeah. two weeks, I bidded... 
or I bid, sorry, I bid on eBay for a fully working Commodore 64 with, with disk drive and about 40 games with the, the, the AV cables connect to a current TV and stuff thrown in as well. And it was $160. Well, that's not bad. And it ended up going, I think, I, I went up to about 210 I think it ended up going for about 260 but and and I'm the same. I think oh, I would love that. But then you think about the reality. I've now got another sting. And even though the 64 is not that big, I've got to have that, and I've got all this shit. I've got a store, and so I will stand at 210. But yeah, I can I understand why. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. yeah I can understand that. I've always wanted and still wouldn't mind one of the uh, the original Atari 800. Oh yeah, because I I had a 400 and I always wanted an 800 because they were better. Well, I have to ask, seeing as we're talking about eBay bids, but is anyone going to be placing a bid on the uh, Super Nintendo PlayStation prototype that someone unearthed recently? Only if he finds the power brick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I it does, that thought, does look pretty authentic. It does, doesn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, and the story he's used, whether it's true or not, uh, he's used quite a few facts there, you know, mentioning Olaf by name and... Yeah. Things like that. So could be authentic. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if he can get that thing powered up and see what's on that disc and uh, console uh, cartridge. Yeah. I think we'd all like to know what's what's on there. But the the yellowing, the uneven yellowing, I've found to be particularly compelling. Yeah, well. someone's used it at some point. Uh, yeah, something's been plugged in there. Yeah, and it's been it. It looks like it's it's sat in the sun. And mm-hmm. different types of plastic used have have aged differently and discoloured differently. I mean, we all know what the the SNES looked like, um, yeah. how how yellow that could go. Yeah. So and the and the and the original PlayStation as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very very interesting. Oh, and, I just wish I hadn't sold my SNES. Even Lemmings, I remember I loved Lemmings on the SNES. It was a great game. Well, thankfully you can at least play the game still and yeah, I need it to might not that. be on the original console but you can get them on the uh, DS or the Wii U with the built-in Nintendo oh emulators. yeah true um, yeah. so you can even purchase them legally I've got uh, Super Mario 64 on my Wii U and um, also uh, Mega Man on my uh, partner's DS so, there you go yeah it, you can still play the games thankfully yeah true it'd be nice to play it on the original hardware but being able to get one that works is another story entirely yeah that's the thing <sighs> All right, I think we're done. Oh, and I, I did forget to mention, uh, sorry, that uh, ODS-1 is returning um, hopefully next episode with a, a next lore update uh, for the Star Wars universe. Um, so, yes, thank you, ODS-1, in advance. Yes, it may or may not involve carbonite. And um, outsiders? What's an outsider? Oh, is it out? What, no, what isn't that the expansion? Aren't you the outsider after you wake up out of carbonite? The outsiders haven't happened happened yet. No, I know. But all all of the the millions of outsiders. Yeah, that's millions. Yeah. So you're optimistic. Like the millions of exiles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> way. <laughs> all right, so we're done. I think unless either of you gents would like to throw in anything else. 
Uh, no, that seems to have taken less time than I would have expected. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's just under an hour by the time, I think, oh, 50 minutes or so by the time we wrap. Um, so, yeah, as always, one thing that hasn't changed, we love to hear from you. And um, So if you've got any opinions, suggestions or general abuse and, and feedback on the theme tune or even if you're particularly observative on iTunes and on the blog post, we have a new logo, which... Um, needs to be very much attributed to the brilliant Simon for designing originally. I did the daggy font, but Simon's the brilliant artist behind the rest of it. So, um, yeah, love your feedback on that or the podcast or anything, really. Um, so email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. Has anyone else noticed on Facebook that is actually on there um, if they have run a page or a group, it'd been inundated with Indian people. No? Not any I'm associated with, no. I'm afraid. Yeah, I've got a couple of pages, um, not so much the Oceanic Gamer, but just dozens and dozens and dozens of people with subcontinent-related names, usually from, from India, but they're not doing anything, they're not spamming. It's quite bizarre. Anyway. So you want to... Wanna... It's got the NBN. Yeah, that's right. Feature to it. <laughs> um, so you can also follow us on Twitter. My handle is the Oceanic Gamer, and Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL. And Ben, you've got Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't use it very much, but uh, you can catch me at at Ben McJ B E N M C J. Yeah, cool. Um, you'll find previous episodes of the show on iTunes and we're also on Stitcher. Just another tangent, but it's not a tangent, it's directly related to that statement. We have had issues with the feed not, so I know with episode 100 there's about three days between when it went live and actually people on iTunes got it. I believe that's now resolved and I'm keeping an eye on that. There hasn't been a problem. It was a feed issue, not iTunes or Stitcher themselves. Um, So yes, thank you very much for listening and thank you again Simon and thank you for jumping in, Ben. No worries. Yes, good to have you. Absolutely. So, yeah, have a great week. And remember, are we going to still use this tagline? We are today. We haven't got a new one, so yes. Yeah, yeah. Should we workshop one? We're we're running (laughs) fairly early. Maybe we should workshop one. uh, What what should we say? If your outsider goes inside. No, that just sounds pornographic. uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's going into uh, territory we don't want to visit on the internet. Plus, we're meant to be getting away from Swator. So, um, yeah, we'll think... Any suggestion? Yeah. And look, we should open it to our brilliant listener community. If you've got a suggestion for a wrap-up tagline, I would love to hear it. Uh, is, do your bungee... Have your bungee day triumphs completed? Um, uh, you must have no life or something? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing... De- yeah. I see. I need to... Once I've finished Wolfenstein, I'm going to go back to Destiny. Mm. I think I've forgotten how to use the controller, though. Oh, before we go, there's just one thing I wanted to say. Um, seeing as we spoke about Mr. Awada and his passing, uh, he did say quite a few memorable quotes over his years as president. Um, there's two that I want to share with everyone. Uh, the first one is, on my business card, I am a corporate president. In my mind, I am a game developer, but in my heart, I am a gamer. Um, nice. you know, that's just beautiful right there. Um, and you kind of wish the rest of the corporate presidents out there would have that same philosophy. Yeah. Oh, that's that sounds very uh, sort of echoing of Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox. Yeah, well, uh, Phil Spencer, yeah, he's first and foremost a gamer as well. Absolutely. Um, 
And the second one, which, you know, is just a beautiful quote for gaming. Um, Above all, video games are meant to just be one thing, fun for everyone. See, can't beat that. No, you can't beat that. Absolutely. Mm. All right, let's call it quits there while we're on a high. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Bye. to speak does not make one intelligent.